Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I was 28 years old and woke up and found a whole other person living inside my body. You know, like I didn't know that I knew how to make product. I didn't know that I understood marketing. I didn't know that I could design packaging. It was like, holy shit, where did she come from? And it was kind of exciting, you know. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to our show. It's Breaking Beauty podcast, and we're in your feeds once more. I'm Jill Dunn, and I'm here with Carlene Higgins. Hey, Carlene. Hello. So if you're a regular listener, you already know we are two longtime beauty editors turned podcasters. We have seen it all and swatched it all here to tell you what's damn good. And today we're welcoming a founder who's definitely damn good. It's Janine Lobel. She's the original founder of Stila, and she's now out with her newly minted makeup line, Neen. It's so different, so unique, so excited to have her on the show today. That's right. It just feels so right to me, Carlene, that we're speaking to Janine Lobel at this time. I mean, she was the queen makeup artist back in the day in the mid to late 90s, early 2000s. And I mean, everything is Y2K these days. So <laughs> true. Benefer's engaged again. Britney Spears is pregnant. Lindsay Lohan has three movie deals. Like long live Y2K. Whoa, never really thought about that, but it is perfect timing. And to recap for our audience, Janine Lobel was, she really was one of the OG celebrity makeup artists. I mean, Janine even coached Natalie Portman on how to do her own prom makeup back in the day. So that's, she was definitely keyed in. She worked on a lot of Hollywood films like Drugstore Cowboy. That's one of my favorite movies, honestly. She worked on music videos for some of the biggest names in the biz. I think she even did Mariah Carey's makeup for one of her first videos ever. Yeah. And it's really no surprise that all of that Hollywood insider intel would lead her to create Stila in 1994. And it just was so irreverent, you know, Carlene, in the mix of Mac, NARS, Bobby Brown. They were amazing and slick black packaging and everything. But Stila with coming in hot with like the paper packaging, the illustrations, it was just so creative and fun and irreverent and different. And cuter. Yes, it was, you were just drawn to it. And then there was that aspect, but also, you know, the products were just so high quality. Mm -hmm. They really were. 
Yeah. And I even remember when we interviewed Emily Weiss from Glossier, that was episode 11. If you haven't checked that out, go back and listen. But she talks about how kitten eyeshadow was like the eyeshadow she would use. I remember Sarah Brand at Vogue. She talked about how kitten eyeshadow from Stila was like the only eyeshadow she would use. So it was, you know, these high fashion people loved the brand as much as, you know, the girl next door. Yeah. The convertible colors, those were iconic as well. And to this day, the Stila all-day waterproof liquid eyeliner. That's their number one bestseller, even made it into our Hall of Fame, which by the way, if you guys, in case you missed it, this is our new shopping platform that we have. You can go to our website and you'll find the link there. There's another link on our Instagram bio. So this is like an ultimate shopping curation that we put together. All the damn good favorite products that have truly stood the test of time. We put them in one place. We organize them by skincare and makeup and hair care. It's all right there. Just so excited. Definitely check it out if you haven't already. Yes, absolutely. Janine created Stila in 1994, and she actually sold it to Estee Lauder in 1999. And this was the time when these brands were so hot. Like she had people banging down her door that wanted to buy Stila. And I remember she tells a great story about how she, Leonard Lauder, flew to LA to meet with her and she met him at the Belair Hotel on his patio. And she was just like chain smoking, just taking in (laughs) his pitch. Like, you know, she was just like so cool. And it's like the brand everybody wanted to scoop up. And since then, since she sold the brand to Estee Lauder, she and it has changed hands many times since then, I might add. But she remained a true innovator. But behind the scenes, she put her creative touch on brands like Kevin O'Quan. She even helped to develop a dating app. And but, you know, it's been a minute since Janine has been back in the beauty game until this year with Neen. Well, she hit it hard. I mean, this is not just a Me Too cosmetics line. It's completely yeah. different, completely out of the box. It's mm-hmm. the world's first makeup subscription card, you guys. So yes. what, is, what is that? I'm going to leave it to you, Jill. You did a TikTok call about this. So <laughs> what is it? So basically what it is, Carlene, it's a makeup subscription card. And I believe you got it as well. It's about the size of a postcard. And yep. on this card, they have five models with five different looks. They've attached makeup samples to the card. So there's actually five different product samples mm-hmm. on the card. And you can scan the QR code of the makeup looks and it opens up the app and you get to be expressive and create these different looks and use the makeup samples provided to create said looks. Following so far? Yeah, it leads you to a tutorial. Once you scan it, you watch a short video. It's like two to three minutes max. Really simple. And it's like the picture of the person on the card. All of a sudden you see them talking and walking you through how to get the look with these samples, which are like lift and peel, like the old magazine days when they had like the perfume samplers. That's right. And so I really love that. Even that's a bit of a throwback. So the idea is that you get five new sample products on this card every month and five new looks to try. And if you want to just check out the card itself, you can do it as a one-off. You can buy it for $12 or you can buy the yearly subscription. That's $120. So it just comes to you every single month or a six-month subscription. And the idea is you try these things before you buy them, you know? Yeah, it's so genius. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the era that we live in. And when you're buying online, it's really hard. You're taking a gamble. You're spending a lot of money on yeah. this product. So she's definitely solved that problem. That's how much... She, she's just such an innovator. I love this. And I know, like, I can't wait to share this with my 11-year-old because yeah. I know they're going to love it. Just even the tone of it, it's like peer-to-peer, but they're not like... It's not kind of that TikTok thing where it's like 
look what I did. If, if only you could do this too. Like you wish yeah. you could look as good as me. It's not that. You know what I mean? It's actually like it feels more one-to-one. I love this. So let's yeah. tell everybody what they're going to hear about in today's episode. Yeah. So in today's episode, of course, we're going to rewind a little bit to the 90s. We're going to hear all about her days in the club scene. And she's even going to tell us about some, you know, stories about when she had to go on a photo shoot and sleep in the desert alongside Kate Blanchett. She's got stories for days. Of course, we'll hear even more about Janine's new brand, Neen, and we'll find out which part of Stila she's bringing into this new line, like maybe some formulas. <clears throat> we'll also hear about the first refillable compact that, get this, you can throw into your dishwasher when you're done with it. And we'll also find out which products she uses herself that have stood the test of time, like the tinted moisturizers we bonded over, Jill. Of course. So here she is. I'm so excited to introduce you all to Janine Lobel. <laughs> And now a quick pause for one of today's show partners, Nutrafol. So a few weeks back, we featured an episode all about hair loss because in some of the research we've been doing, we learned that more and more people's hair is falling out than ever due to a variety of reasons. No surprise there, especially stress. The reality is people are just waking up to this. So although you can feel really alone and kind of frustrated, if you feel like you're losing your hair, millions of Americans experience thinning hair. But it's just not openly talked about, especially amongst women. So it's definitely time we change that. And lots of times on our show, guests have recommended Nutrafol. In fact, over 3,000 doctors and styling professionals recommend Nutrafol on the regular as an effective solution for healthier hair. Nutrafol is actually the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. It's clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and noticeable scalp coverage. And just for example, in one clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. That's pretty impressive. So regardless of the root cause of your thinning, whether it's stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, or metabolism, Nutrafol supplements help with healthy hair growth from within. And actually, Nutrafol has three different formulas, including postpartum and menopause. So it might just be based on you know, where you're at in the stage of your life. And each formula, it's physician formulated using natural drug-free medical grade ingredients and effective dosages. So you get those reliable results. And it's why I recently ordered the men's formula for my husband. You know, he could use a little help too. Just saying. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code BREAKING to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code BREAKING. Hey, I'm Allie Colbert. I'm a stand-up comedian, actress, and writer from New York City. And I'm Jackie Colbert. I have made my career as a comedian by using my insights and wit to make points. Funny points, but points. Look, I have good taste and too much common sense for just myself, so I'm going to share it with you guys. Okay, Allie, get over yourself. <laughs> and my younger sister and best friend Jackie is here to bring me back down to earth. Every Tuesday, Jackie and I are going to hang out with each other and some of our favorite people. And of course, respond to your questions and confessions. So send in your secrets. It's like church, but I'm Jewish and bisexual. 
Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Subscribe, rate, review. You know the drill. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, Janine. I understand that you struck out very early on your own and moved to London when you were only 16 years old. Tell us what gave you the courage to do that and like what inspired you to go there? Well, actually, I was born and raised in Europe. So I came to America when I was 12. I lived here for four years and I did not like it. I went back to Europe to Stockholm where I was born Dropped out of school, was a total wild child. People were calling my dad saying, I see your kid on the streets at three in the morning. You need to do something about it. So he (laughs) cracked down on me, made me move to London, moved in with him. And I did two years of high school in one year to get out, get my degree. And my best friend went to makeup school. And I was like, wait, what? That's a job? And... uh, (laughs) What do you mean makeup school? So it was like, you know, I went to makeup school. And that's uh, where I started to, you know, learn about this as a profession. That's so cool. So I read something actually that you were talking about Biba shop. And that really stuck out to me because I just read the new Anna Wintour biography. I got a copy of that. And she worked at Biba shop. And like, it seemed like that was like where all of the cool stuff was happening. Like that's where you went to get the best makeup or like, you know, it just seemed like to be a bit of a hub or very like inspirational place. Well, Barbara Huloniki, who created Biba, then went on to do a line called Barbara Huloniki. She created the beauty part. And it was just, I think I was just a little young for it. But, you know, I was always trying to be older than I was at that age. But it was just cool, you know. I mean, it was like London. It was like Vivian Westwood, World's End, Bow Wow Wow, Adam and the Ants, you know, Boy London, you know, I'd hang out in the record shop and the tattoo parlor all day long, you know. I mean, everybody's always like, do you want to go out? I was like, dude, I went out at the best time. Like, it's just (laughs) done for me. Like, nothing's going to— Top going to a Bow Wow Wow concert, right? Or hanging out with, you know, Echo and the Bunny Men and all the crazy shit I got oh. up to. So, yeah. And going to Area and Dance at Teria. And yeah, I feel lucky that I was wild at, at that time. Yeah. That's where the inspiration I know comes. So many makeup artists have said the inspiration comes from the club scene for sure. Is it true you were a mime at some point? Oh, well, you know, I was always, like, taking a course here and there to, like, keep my dad off my case. So I did a, I, I did go to a mime school in Paris, which was really just an excuse to get to Paris, I think. It was a school with Marcel Marceau's teacher, who was, like, 112 at that point. And he'd, like, <laughs> yell at us because he would not realize that we were not the advanced students. <laughs> but uh, it was a trip. But, yeah, I did. Yeah, that's amazing. I kind of always wanted to run away and join the circus, I think. But yeah. that wasn't really Best realistic. Best place to be if you're a beauty gal. Yeah, right. <laughs> but at one point, you moved back to the U.S., right? And pursued makeup? I moved back to the U.S. and I started working at makeup counters, which is a great place, I think, to learn how to hone your craft and, and how to deal with people, talk to people, you know, make people feel good. All those things that I think are important. I mean, obviously you know, at a lot of counters, you can't really, you got to listen to the person you're working with. And from there, I moved 
to Los Angeles. I was working for a brand and, and they moved me. They, they no longer exist. But And then I started doing music videos. My friend booked me for a, a video for the movie Hairspray, the John Waters movie, mm-hmm. you know, with Ricky Lake. She's, can't you see? I'm doing my hair. You know, that <laughs> whole thing. And I just like, I'm like a really good observer. So like, I'd be like, okay, when the music stops, you go in and you touch the face and you got to get out before they start playing the music again, because that's when they're rolling. You know, like it sounds pretty basic, but just kind of learning like when to go in, what to do. And from there, I just started working more and more. And I think that, you know, I had my first job when I was 14, because I had this kind of thing about like, no one's going to control me with money. I'm going to do whatever I want. So I need to have money to do that. And so I think I had a really hardcore work ethic at a young age, you know, where I would just like 16 hour days. All right, I'll do it. You know, and I I feel lucky that I had that. I really do. Because it made me advance, I think, quite quickly. And I know you worked on a lot of famous editorials like Hillary Clinton's Vogue cover. You did that. Do you have any of those editorials that really were so special to you that you've like saved the work or you framed them or just like anything that you really, that really stands out to you? No, I I haven't framed anything, but Mrs. Clinton did send me a thank you note, which I framed and and the picture for my mom because she's such a Hillary Clinton fan. (laughs) So that was pretty cool. I mean, I've had such great overall amazing experiences. I mean, all those years I did all those Vanity Fair covers with Annie and like I remember a couple of them I was like eight months pregnant, you know, and <laughs> and just meeting some extraordinary people and just getting to hang out with them for a day, you know, or, you know, it's been, I mean, there's been so many, it's really hard for me to even recall all of them, but I've had, you know, I went to Oh, my God. I remember when I went to Morocco and Kate Planchett was doing Babel and we stayed in this, like, amazing rehab in the middle of the desert. And, like, I've just had some, like, magical experiences, that's for sure. But I don't really frame anything. I guess yeah. I just keep it inside me, you know? Yeah. I love yeah. that. Love that. So, you know, you were definitely entrenched, as we know, in the, the Hollywood scene. And I'm curious what drove you to start your own brand? Because it wasn't like today where it's, like, I think a lot of makeup artists must think to themselves, should I be starting a brand? Like everybody yeah. is. I probably For should sure. too, you know, but it wasn't like mm-hmm. that back then. It was, there were very, you know, there was Laura Mercier, Bobby Brown. You could count them on one hand. So yeah, what led you to create your own line? Well, I, I, I knew this woman who had been working, she was opening a boutique and she wanted to have a makeup line in her boutique. And she asked me if I would help her. And I was like, sure. I always say it's like somebody said to me, let's go to Bakersfield. And then I'm in Bakersfield. I'm like, what the hell am I doing in Bakersfield? (laughs) Like, you know, one of those like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Let's go to Tijuana, you know, like, and it was kind of like that. And, um, and I just kind of, you know, I always, I mean, what was, I was 28 when I started all that. And I always tell, you know, I do a lot of mentoring, you know, I have a lot of calls with people trying to start their brands and trying to help them and connect them and give them a little guidance. Cause I think it's, really important to share knowledge. And if you have space or open space for other people and bring them along or whatever, you know, all that stuff. And I always say to them, it's like I was 28 years old and woke up and found a whole other person living inside my body. You know, like I didn't know that I knew how to make product. I didn't know that I understood marketing. I didn't know that I could design packaging. It was like 
holy shit, where did she come from? <laughs> and it was kind of exciting. You know, I just learned as I went along. And, you know, I learned that, oh, wow, you have to have minimums. You can't just make 12 eyeshadows for a store. So, wow, these are the minimums. So we need to have other retail partners. So we actually showed our brand in the same day to, which were the thus bots at that time, Barney's, RIP Barney's, and Fred Siegel in Santa Monica, which Robin owned and ran. And those were like the places to be. And we showed them in the same, or I showed them in the same day. And they were like, oh my God, like they just flipped. And that's when I, I was like, okay. I mean, you have to remember, we started that whole company with $40,000, 20 each. It's crazy, mm. right? Mm-hmm. It is crazy. And it just it just had so many points of differentiation. And they were probably out of necessity, like, you know, the illustrations on the packaging and the, you know, I, I assume that's because you probably were like, we can't really afford a model, <laughs> like, you know, all of these things and, and paper packaging and all of that. Yeah. The thing with the illustrations was we definitely couldn't afford models, but it really wasn't about that. It was about, I did not want to perpetuate the sort of idea of, gee, you know, if you buy this mascara, you're going to look like whoever, you know, is in the ad, right? Like, I I find that a lot of those ads just make you feel not pretty, right? Or less than. And things have, obviously, again, things have changed, right? With the kind of people featured in advertising. But then it was like skinny, pretty, perfect, period, right? And so I just wanted the illustrations to sort of reflect the spirit of the product versus the, like, painted on somebody that's just an unrealistic, you know, over-retouched beauty ideal that is unachievable for most of us. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah. paper was total necessity. Like, I didn't want to use plastic standard componentry. So I was like, well, what can I make myself? Mm-hmm. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, love it. I mean, I had lip glaze in every color. I had convertible color in every color, kit and eyeshadow, all of those. I know. It's just so nostalgic, you know, and I feel like we're really tapping into that once again. And looking back, what are you the most proud of or what would you say was like a defining moment or the biggest moment in Stila's history or her story, as it were? Her story. Well, (laughs) I tell you, one of my biggest moments was we had a relationship with Shiseido in Japan And they brought me to Japan to do like these in-store kind of events and, you know, to see what they had done with the brand. And we were in a bunch of stores and, you know, we're heading to like this department store. And my photo is a banner down the outside of the building. And I was like, wait, what? And they were so nice to me. And and I kept saying to everybody, I got to go home and do, do laundry because I'm going to get so full of myself if I stay here much longer. <laughs> I can say, you know, as a baby beauty editor back in the early 2000s, I remember going backstage in New York and interviewing Pat McGrath on many occasions about the looks that she would do on the runway. And so many times she was pulling out Stila products. Like she was, she was kind of a super fan, I think, of some items in her kit. So that's how it kind of really got on my radar. I was like, oh, this is really good if they're using it at all. If Pat McGrath is using it at all these shows. Pausing to introduce you to one of our latest show partners, GladSkin. I want to tell you about a hot new skincare import that's brand new to the US and one that's been popular in Europe for a little bit that I'm really excited to try, and it's called GladSkin. 
So Glad Skin troubleshoots skin challenges like blemishes, redness, and irritations. And what caught my attention about this brand is their approach. The whole line is all about non-prescription solutions that work differently than plant-based or drug-based products that you might have tried before. And Glad Skin, they do that by targeting the underlying nature of healthy skin, which is your skin's microbiome. So Gladskin, they have created this smart protein called Microebalance that restores the natural balance of the bacteria that live on the skin. That way your skin is calm, but not stripped of that good bacteria because let's be honest, we need that for our skin to thrive. So I'm particularly interested in their blemish gel because it's formulated without those typically drying ingredients like salicylic acid or benzoyl peroxide. As someone with acne-prone skin myself, I really appreciate that it's aiming to soothe and calm the skin as well as treat the breakouts because so often you get caught in that vicious cycle where your skin gets so dry. So I appreciate that this is gentle and it's gentle from day one. So right now, Gladskin is offering our listeners 15% off plus free shipping on your first order at gladskin.com slash beauty. That's gladskin.com slash beauty for 15% off plus free shipping. Once more, gladskin.com slash beauty. We'll link to this offer in our show notes and on our website. Now back to the show. Now you have a new baby. Let's talk about your new brand concept, Neen. I know that's short for Janine. So tell us what inspired you to get into the makeup game, you know, 25 years after creating Stila. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, you know, <laughs> I've had so many ideas over the years, like, what if we make it blah, blah, you know, and, and none of it ever really stuck. And then, you know, it was sort of like a convergence of things. I, I started thinking about this and kind of working on it like three years ago. And, you know, I just sort of kind of fell in love with tutorials. Like, I loved the tutorials where it's not like somebody like me doing makeup on somebody. I love these this whole world that started with YouTube and has sort of migrated to TikTok now, more so, I think, of people watching people like them putting on makeup. And I really thought that was cool. And then I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if you could actually have the same product that the person is using? You know, so you're not like, you know, rooting through your stash or going to buy stuff that, you know, you haven't actually tried on, you know. And then the pandemic comes along, right? And all of a sudden, no one's really... And and I really, I have to say, as a person who started in, as an in-store makeup artist, you know, I can't imagine what happened to all those artists that were out there in, in makeup, you know, in department stores or Sephora's and stuff like that with the pandemic kind of screwing all that up. It's pretty rough. But I don't really think a lot of people feel comfortable sitting and A, they don't feel comfortable sitting and getting their makeup done in, in stores. And B, they've gotten used to doing it home, right? Mm-hmm. They like doing it and they like learning. I mean, whenever I used to do stuff in store, I'd be like, okay, I'll do the right eye, you do the left. Because you know, otherwise you're going to go home and you're not going to know how to do what I just did. So what's mm-hmm. the point, right? You're going to throw those products in a drawer and be like over it. So I sort of wanted to combine you know, the tutorials, the ability to do them with the makeup. And then I wanted to, you know, I mean, I built an app to go with it. You know, in the app, our tutorials, you can like voice command them. You say, stop, go back, go forward. You can go into split screen and film yourself at the same time or just watch it in full screen. And then I wanted to go back to my my love of packaging. And, you know, Stila was made out of 100% 
recycled cardboard, not all of it, obviously, because it wasn't available. And, you know, all those paper pallets you see today, like I basically invented that for us. And then, you know, I always joke and say I should have put a patent on it. I'd be so rich right now. For sure. But uh, Mm -hmm. again, I go back to the great thing about that pallet. You know, the reason I'm proud of it is all these small brands are able to have a brand because of it. Because you can make them in small quantities. You can customize them. Anyway, so I wanted to go back to my love for packaging, my kind of environmental passions, concerns, and also to, you know, I'm like a person who has, I have like five kids. Uh, They're all Gen Zs, Gen Zers. They're all, you know, very outspoken, interesting. You know, I have gay kids. I have it all, right? So I really am, I always have some friend of theirs living in my apartment or somebody's always living in my apartment and, you know, somebody's always calling me to get a job. And I'm just like, after all these years, like I have space is how I describe it to help other people kind of flourish. And I wanted to create that space and beauty that really was uh, more what I considered by my standards, inclusive and diverse. And then tell us about some of the innovations that you created with your full-size products, because it's not just all about the makeup cards, right? I developed a silicone compact, which is first of its kind, and uh, it's sustainable. We, we do all product development. We start with sustainability first. Like I've had a mascara formula for months, but I don't have the package. Now I'm going to get an ocean plastic one, which is something I can live with, right? So... Yeah. Yeah. Sustainability, community, inclusivity, but in a real tangible way, not just the words, you know? Yeah. I was pretty blown away. I can't wait to try the silicone component. So basically, if you're listening out there, the, each of these, uh, you get like an eyeshadow pan, just the color itself, and you can pop it into these silicone componentries, and it doesn't have a mirror in it. So it's like more lightweight. And once you're done of the eyeshadow pan, your hip pan, and you need to swap out your new pan... You can actually put the entire component, everyone listening, this blew my mind. It's all silicone, so you can put it in the dishwasher. This is, I feel like this is Carlene's dream. Absolutely. <laughs> Lazy slash busy. <laughs> Throw it in the dishwasher. If only I could do that with my brushes. I know. God. That's You got to make create a fix for that, Janine. But honestly, right. I was like, this is so, so genius. And doing, you know, as beauty editors for so long, it we just know how hard it is to like literally break the mold. So this is all, you know, complete. We've never seen this before. So kudos to you. Yeah, the thing that's cool with the, so the thing with the silicone is that, you know, it's made from sand and oxygen on the the birth side of the life cycle. And then on the other side, it doesn't break down into microplastics. It does need to be broken down properly, but we have uh, an arrangement for that to take care of that for our, our customers. But yeah, the fact that it's this kind of smooth, sort of rubbery feeling. You know, most things that are refillable, like plastic, you know, by the time it you're going to refill it, right, it, it's beat up, you know, the pin sticking out of the hinge, the name's rubbed off. This is far more durable and has a better life, you know, and it feels really good in your hand. Yeah. So, And if cool. you're clumsy like me, you can drop it on the floor and it's not going to yeah. break. It's got a little shockproof action, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. What is the one thing you're taking from your Stila days and bringing to Neen? And what's the one thing you're leaving at the door? Wow, that is a good question. I think the one thing I'm taking is, you know, people would always say this 
thing to me, which drove me up the goddamn wall, which was like, what's your age demographic? And I always hated that so much. I was like, why can't it just be people like makeup? Like, why do I have to put them, you know, she lives here, she does that, blah, blah, blah. I'm just not into that. So I think I really pushed back on that. And Stila really was, you know, we had like teenagers saving up for it. We had like 40-year-old women obsessed with it. We had 28-year-olds who could buy as much as they wanted. And it was like a place for everybody, you know? And that idea that like makeup is this kind of bonding opportunity, I find. I mean, how many times have you been in a bathroom in like a club and, and somebody said to you, oh God, what's that lipstick you're wearing? I, and I love that. So I think I'm certainly continuing that theme of makeup for everyone. You know, I want it to be for everyone. I want you to learn. I want you to have fun. The thing I'm leaving at the door, gosh, what am I leaving at the door? I, that's a very good question. I guess this makes me sound maybe like, I don't know. I, I guess what I really realized is that like, I intuitively know what this thing is and what it should be and where it should go. And I will not compromise ever again. And, you know, when you sell your company, which I did after five years, there's a lot of compromise that comes your way. And I I wish I had known how to navigate that better. And I think now I would really do things differently. Very cool. And I have to ask you, I know being a long time into the Gloss Reader, I've read... The, your daughter has contributed on that site. And like you mentioned, Gen Z, a lot of your kids are Gen Z. How did they inform sort of this new brand, if at all? Well, it's funny, into the gloss, I, I met Emily on set years ago and I I did, I sort of mentored her quite a bit. And, you know, she'd come spend weekends with us and she'd give the my daughter all these assignments. And, you know, we had a lot of fun with into the gloss and it's been pretty cool to watch how much she's grown. Yeah, my kids are all over me. Are you kidding me? My son is our sort of social media manager. They bring their friends to the shoots. We shoot their friends, but they all have different interests. I mean, one of them's, you know, an art school. She's going to come and work with our graphic designer this summer. And I go back to that thing I said before, you know, when I was their age, this world was very different. And the fact that this world now is giving them permission and standing up for all types of people in a whole new way is really inspiring. And if I can do that in a commercial way, like, you know, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't used to people saying they, them, right? A lot. I mean, we live in kind of New York and these other places. So the more I say she, her, it makes it sort of the norm, right? So bringing that into it, like there's a lot of little ways I, you know, the kind of people were using for the card, the stories they tell about mental health or being Native American, all these things. It's For me, it's like, hey, look up, listen, and learn and make these things part of who we all are and accepted by all. And if I can do that because I'm good at this thing, then I'm giving something to my kids. I love that. Which one of your kids is the Succession fan that got Logan Roy to say, Wasn't that insane? What's I was like, I'm saving here? this forever. I don't yeah, tell us, tell us. Actually, one of my partners, I have a few, is really good friends with Brian Cox. And like really good friends. And she was over there the other night. I was like, dude, you got to ask him if he'll do it. And I've never seen Succession, so I'm the loser. <laughs> but my kids were beside them. We actually have a couple other people like that that we know that we want to hit up for some classic 
kind of movie lines and stuff. But we'll see if we, we'll keep you posted on that. And I mean, we've talked about how the culture of beauty has changed in the past 25 years. What about mm-hmm. your philosophy around makeup itself? Has that changed? I mean, I still use a lot of the same things. You know, I was always kind of known for, you know, the person who could do like really beautiful skin that looked perfect, but not cakey or painted that looked like skin. That was a big part of, I guess, my appeal for people hiring me. What I just like is, you know, all those years ago, I went, you know, over, even through the years for like award shows and all that nonsense, you know, every interview was like how to fix, how to correct, how to change, right? And we're so much, you know, like how to, you know, if your eye turns down, this is how you make it turn up. If you have hooded this, do that. And it's so much less about that now. It's more about like just put it on, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's great, you know, because I was always talking about how you could fix yourself. And I really am glad I don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And is there a product that you still use that's held the test of time, like from all these years? What's in your everyday kit? What's in my kit? You know, I'm still, I still, when I do, I mean, my secret to good looking foundation is I use La Mer always. Instead of a primer, I consider it the best primer out there. And I use, then I use a tinted moisturizer, either the NARS, which came out a few years ago, which is insanely amazing. It's so good. It's so good. The radiant tinted moisturizer, right? It's insane, right? Or sometimes I use the Laura Mercier still. And then I use this kind of product called Cinema Secrets, which sounds very like, shh, Cinema Secrets, (laughs) which is out of LA. And they make sort of like a concealer foundation. And then I just put that wherever I need it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I use like a really translucent, but only pressed uh, white powder to keep it bright. Mm. So that's like my go-to kind of for that. And the red lip, the red lip you're rocking today? Yeah. This is one of mine that I'm testing. It's like a long wear. This is, I I get to walk around like testing all these different things and looking crazy half the time. And if you had to do a gut check on what product you think is going to be a cult, instant hit from what you've just created with Neen? Any predictions? Well, our eye sh- I, I, there's a lot. I think the eyeshadows are insane and, and you might see some familiar friends in there. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to say. And The cream blush is really also very familiar, shall we say. You will enjoy uh-huh. that. So I think, I think those two are really strong. And then I'm obsessed with this mascara, but I kind of, like I said, I had to, it's going to take me the next nine more months to get a package. But I would yeah. say that pressed, pretty shady pigments are stunning. They're so high pigment and easy to use. And of course, you know, cream blush, I always made it for myself. So I, I just can't leave that baby out in the cold either. Formula <laughs> queen. Okay, we have one last question. Okay. We're going to end it off here. What advice would you give to somebody who's passionate about beauty but doesn't know what the hell they should do to get started to be successful in what they love? What's your best piece of advice? Okay, I would say look around. Always keep your eyes open. Look at what other people are doing. You know, imagine yourself. I would say walk to the end of the pier. Sit there in that situation and see if you feel like you fit there in your mind. Find people that are doing things that you're interested in. Offer yourself to learn from them, show up for them so they can show up for you. Mentorship is super important. Just find people who are doing things that you care about 
and figure out your version of that and figure out who can help and guide you along the way. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. Cherry bomb, you got a cherry bomb.